No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Today I'm in here with BH. How you feeling, man? What up, bro? Nice to have you in here. Blessing us with your presence. What's up? Tell yeah. me a little bit about uh, your upbringing. I got to wear these? No, not if you don't want to. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about uh, your upbringing, where you're from and all that. I'm from like Slauson and Crenshaw. Like, do I look it? Wherever you want. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm the... from Slauson and Crenshaw, like same hood, Nipsey Hustle, same area. Born and raised. Uh-huh. And so uh, when did you meet Nip? When did, when did, like, talk about coming up out there? Shit, coming up. I met Nip probably like 13, some shit like that. Just coming up and like growing up in the area. He doing little shit, I'm doing little shit. They older than me. So when I'm 13, Nip probably was like 17, some shit like that. So that was like the older homies. So like I'm doing young homie shit, they doing older shit. We kind of like linked up. I mean like, well, can you just get a little bit closer to that mic? <clears throat> well, basically, like, when uh, man, that really, like, linked up, it was a little later on. It ain't even when I first met him. It was, like, I, I was 16. I got shot. I got out the hospital. And then, like, Nip kind of pulled me under his wing. That was, like, 2007. So that's when we really became close. Okay. So yeah. you were 16, though. What kind of shit were you into? You you were fully already immersed in the gangbang shit or what? Yeah, I was getting to the money. You know, I grew up. It's the shit we gotta go through. Right. Banged out, getting to the bag, but got shot. 2007, got out the hospital from that shit. And Nip just like really just grabbed me on his wing, like, bro, you gotta do some other shit. You can't just, you know what I'm saying? You gotta go all right. You know right. what I mean? Can you tell us about what happened in the situation when you getting shot? Yep. Oh, uh, shit, wrong place, wrong time. Niggas got the shooting, I got hit. I'm laid out, got hit in the head, got hit in the back of my leg. Wait, you got hit in the back of the head, right? Yeah, back of the head and the back of my leg. Yeah. I was fucked up for a long time. Like, Nip told me later on, like, bro, we got the call, you was dead. Nigga, I was so hurt because I got hit in the head. They didn't know, like, I was surviving or what. They just get the call, like, Shot in the head. What the fuck? How do you get hit in the back of the head and, and survive? Shit. It went in an angle or some shit? It just missed? Well, it didn't go straight through. Right. So if it would have went straight through, it would have killed me. So it, and when it hit me, it came, I don't know, however. That motherfucker turned. Good thing it turned. Because then it ended up like it hit me, but it went through the skull. Uh-huh. And it like got lost and it's like bone. Behind my shit right here. I don't know what that bone called, but right, right here somewhere. So we, you were in the hospital for a long ass time. How I close did, did you like, come to losing your life? Oh yeah, I went cold blue like three, four times. It was real. So it's like, uh, but I, I ended up bouncing out the hospital in like sixty days, like two months. Right. I was back. I don't know how. I just did it. I was back. And what, what, what's life like when you get back to the streets after uh, having got shot in the back of the head? Did that change you at all? How'd that change you? Well, I was just like, I was just on some shit like, man, this shit's serious. What the fuck, man? I'm 16. I almost died. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what oh, the fuck? Oh, is it fuck? your phone? Yeah. yeah, my shit like going up. My shit going up. 
They say, uh, oh yeah, what'd you say? Um, just talking about how that changed you coming out of that situation. Oh yeah, it just had me on some shit like, nigga, I make this shit worth it. Like, I was that close to losing my life. I ain't even had a threesome yet. That type <laughs> shit. So I'm like, damn, what the fuck, man? You, you gotta live a little bit. Man, you was almost gone before you did anything. Right. You know, so I got out the hospital like on some shit, like. I'm just about to be on some other shit. I'm still keep it hood. I'm gonna still do my thing, but I'm still do some boss shit and be smart. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Make that shit go up. And so the funny thing about it, I get out the hospital on like, I don't know what day. I get out, I'm trying to sneak back into, I get back to the hood. I'm going to mom's house. I'm sneaking up the stairs, limping this shit. I got crutches, all type of shit. Head wrapped like, Crazy shit. I was looking crazy. Just desperate to get home? Just trying to get the fuck out of there. That shit was like jail uh. to me. I was like, I got to go. And I'm climbing up the stairs. Guess who I run into? Nip. Nip. He coming down 60th. A little swoop. Whatever the fuck he was driving back then. The cutlass. Some shit. Was he the some man bullshit. yet? Or was this before he had any sort of... Was he, oh, no, he, he, he wasn't was famous regular. yet? Yeah, no, none of that. Just he ain't like, had no money. He was in a little... $600, some thousand dollar car. Right. Like, this is dense. So this was like 2007. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was grinding, doing what they're doing, but it wasn't like now. Right. So he coming out 60, he see me and pass me, chunk the hood up and keep pushing. Then he realized who he just chunked the hood up to, backed up. He looked like, bro, jumped out the car, held me up the stairs. And he was just like, he was so like, like damn, bro. Can't believe I'm seeing you right now. Like, this shit crazy. They just said you got killed. I'm like, That yeah. was what was going around the neighborhood. Right, right. So, you know, we talk, 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 talk. And then he just like, on a whole nother note, bro, you got to do some other shit, bro. Like, you back, you on your tip. You got to do some other shit. So I was just chilling in the house, you know, trying to get better, heal up. And so when I, like, start getting better, I'm like, I'm trying to think, like, what the hell I'm going to do? Right. ain't shit to do. We'll go outside, go hang with the homies. I ain't had shit to do. So I called Nip. Bro, what you doing? And I'm about to probably go to this studio or something. Oh, yeah, fuck it. I'm going with you. So now I'm starting to go with him to the studio. And now I went to the studio, and I was irritated with it because it was like, Niggas was sitting there too long. Like I'm like, bro, we've been here how long? It's time to go. Let's go to the mall. Let's do something. I'm not trying to sit here all day. You weren't used to that studio no, mentality? No, I didn't know at first. I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, what the fuck is this, bro? But, Hell no. That's a mark of pride for a rapper to be right. like, no, nah, no. Nah, when we lock in, we locking in for 10 hours. Right. Mm. And so he'll be like, well, go get you some food or whatever. I'll be here. And I was like, all right, you tripping. Mm. Come back. My food, I eat. Still there, I'll be like, bro, you still ain't ready? Nah, I'll leave again. Go do something, come back. He's still there. So fast forward to like, now, that back then kind of showed me the program, what it take mm. to sit in the studio. So now, nowadays, I'm in the studio every day, 24-7. I never leave. The food come to the studio, everything. Mm. So it's just crazy how it's like, you know what I'm saying? What was your perspective on Nip back then, though? Like, did you see him and you were like, this is going to be the man? 
or were you just like, because you, you're, you're lost. You're like a 16, 17-year-old kid that just got out of the hospital. Were you even thinking about being a rapper, or were you just like trying to figure out anything to be into? Hell no, I still ain't thought about being no rapper. Like, <laughs> it's cool. Like I learned it like fucking with bro, mm. chilling on that. I was always like crying and getting to the money. So he already knew. Like I remember he told me one day, I went to prom. This was like right after I got shot. Come through in the Maybach, pull up to the hood. He like, hey, digger, were you with the prom? You pulled up in that Maybach in the hood on the homies. Nigga, I love that. He like, nigga, I just knew you was like, just different, like how your whole shit was. And it was like the same with him. You know, he wasn't even on that type of shit, but he was always doing something. Right. He had hustle going with the CDs out the trunk. Like he was getting money. And like you would just see it, like I'm like, I fuck with just how he he moving and getting to the bag. He wasn't just sitting around like a nigga keeping the hood, handling his business, fight, do all the shit, but you still get into the money. But by that point in his life, did you feel like he was was he basically like done making money on the street type level? He he fully converted to doing the music shit at that point? Nah, he was still on the bullshit at mm. this point. But then like slowly but surely. It start picking up to he like, I'm done with that shit. And I'm like, huh? He like, bro, I ain't doing it no more. Right. I'm like, no trap night? Nah. I'm about to do this. He like, that's what they want me to do. Fuck up. I'm like, all right, bro. Let's see. And, you know, I'm just on some shit like, whatever you decide to do, I'm with you. And we became like that. And we just locked in to the point like, every day, me and Hustle together, every day. He go home, go home with him. He wake up, he waking me up. He trying to go to, now later on, he going to the gym, making me go and shit. I'm like, bro, I'm pulled out, not going to the gym, bro. Just went to sleep an hour ago. You been asleep since 10 p.m., you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, I would just like to announce that this podcast is sponsored by Eagle Energy. Eagle Energy is a massive supporter of this channel, and we're all huge fans of the product. Basically, it's a caffeine inhaler pen. It gets the caffeine directly into your system way faster than coffee or an energy drink, and it doesn't give you any kind of jitters, no crash, nothing like that. In fact, I've introduced a lot of our guests to these pens, and they are now repeat customers actually ordering it and paying for it in the mail. Now, the good news for you guys is that if you want to get in the groove with Eagle Energy, all you got to do is head on over to eagle.energy and use the promo code NOJUMPER22 for 22% off. That's right, eagle.energy. The link is down in the description. Use the promo code NOJUMPER22 for 22% off. And just for the record, this is 10 to 20 hits. Excuse me, 10 to 20 hits of this is equivalent to a cup of coffee. That's 400 hits in one pen. That's a whole lot of energy. That's a whole lot of caffeine. This thing is going to keep you going. Eagle.energy, promo code, no jumper 22, 22% off. Let's go back to the interview. Appreciate y'all. Was he like the first like successful rapper that you even had anything to do with, even knew? Yeah, like, as far as like rap, yeah, Nip, like in our hood, niggas ain't took it like that. Like, mm -hmm. Nip took it there. Like, he took it there. Niggas ain't, we ain't come from like no. Rappers under us were niggas helping us, like no Dr. Dre, no shit like that. It was just like, nip. Like that was the rapper that kind of gave us the bounce, like, oh, this shit could work. And mm. it was just little shit that was just showing us, like, damn. What do you think he saw in you? Shit. He probably just saying, like, this little nigga different, like, 
cut motivated. He already getting his own money and just doing shit. Like, I wasn't no sit around type nigga, like, Nip, what's going on? Nip, you got some money. Nip, I'm hungry. Nope. Hoggy got his money, got his shit. It wasn't a lot. I ain't saying I was just super balling, but I wasn't super broke and mm-hmm. I wasn't asking no nigga for nothing. So I know he's seen all them qualities like, damn, this nigga don't have me for shit no matter how much money I got or like whatever. So I just feel like he just seen a nigga was a real one. Like this little nigga could be a young boss too one day. And I see that was his mission, like to become a young boss. Mm. So like once we start getting on it, I'm picking his brain as like the older bro. He picking my brain as the younger bro. We learning from each other. One thing that like really stands out about his whole mentality towards shit is that he didn't seem like he was really in a rush to, you know, give up a big portion of his shit or like, you know, sell out or whatever. Like he seemed like he really had the patience to like see out this long term respectable rap career. Right. Was that the model that he had? Well, yep, because like we didn't have so many meetings with labels that was like Come on, Nip, let's do this, do this, do this. And I remember we was in one meeting. I don't know who it was. We or somebody. It was just like a meeting we was in. And I'm just a young nigga there with him. I don't know shit about music. What's going on? Who these people he talking to? I ain't know none of that. But it was just like, I'm just there with him, kind of little bro. So I'm just sitting there listening. And I remember they was trying to sign him and give him a deal. And... He just was like, oh, we on, like, should we take this deal? And I'm like, we could take it, but if we don't, nigga, it's the same shit. I'm gonna feel the same way. We can still grind and we could get to it how we been getting to it. So what? And so I remember he was just like, man, I don't think I'm gonna take that shit. I'm like, don't take it. Just keep pushing. So he didn't take it and we kept pushing. And I remember like, the label or something folded like right after he was supposed to take that deal. Really? And I was like, yeah, y'all motherfucking ass smart. <laughs> you smart. And he held out and he kept held on. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, he was on that for sure. Definitely. Um, do you remember this like complex little documentary piece where they had you at the liquor store on 60th and 8th? Right, right, right. When that's I like came through the hood. Yeah, what what year do you think that was? Like, what, do you have any memories from that? Because that's very like quintessential scene of y'all just chilling in your neighborhood. Him sort of explaining where he's from. Yeah, I didn't remember it. Like, I didn't remember it good because I remember him calling me like Complex. They coming to the hood to do some shit. He ain't really explaining. Just like Complex coming to the hood. I'm like, all right. So all I know is. He walking through the hood with complex, all down Slauson, 10th Ave, all the main blocks. The niggas can't come down. He got complex with the cameras and all that shit. So he called me like, bro, where you at? I'm like, I'm on the block. He like, come outside. So I'm like, I don't know what the hell he got going on. I come outside. Here he come walking down 8th Avenue with the cameras and everything. So I'm walking up 60th. I get to 8th Avenue 60th. He walking down. We meet right at the store and linked up from there, went to the store. Then we went back to my block where I was raised, my house. Went inside and took Complex in there and showed them like where 
before all this shit, when Nip used to just believe in me as a young nigga, he used to just pull up, like, Hoggy, where you at? So that that was your mom's spot? Right, that's my mom's spot. So when you're telling that story about walking up the stairs, right, that's that where that is. Right, you coming in my jug, so, okay. you know what I mean? That's crazy. Right, so he would come over there and just really chill out with me and just vibe, and we would just pick each other's brain to the point, you know what I'm saying? Everything I would pick from wherever I would want to be on, I will write it on the wall so I didn't right. forget and it was just like, I remember Nip came in there like, damn, nigga, I be doing this crazy ass shit. Like, it's just, he liked it. Cause he like, you writing shit on, like, I was like, I don't wanna forget this. I don't wanna forget this. I write it on the wall. So I just had all type of just shit written all around the walls. Right. And we had just come in there, vibe out, knock out, <laughs> record, just do little dumb shit. You it's know crazy to think about like that sort of time period in your life where you're so young. And the music shit is so new to you and everything just feels so real. And like, it's crazy to think about that juxtaposed with where he eventually made it to and the and the way that he's remembered today. Like, is that almost kind of hard to wrap your head around that like things got so big from just you guys being in that room writing shit on the wall? Yeah, man. Like, I wouldn't, man, we took it to some shit. Like, I couldn't even imagine like taking it to like, it's different, like. The whole hood different because of like the shit we did. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the young niggas just believe. They be like, look at BH, look at that. These niggas went from this, really went from this shit. Like, ain't no cap in it. Oh, no, no, nigga popped up. No. Nigga been here since I was born in 90, been on the block since 90. Mm. So, like, for us to come from that, being broke, to actually having money and shit, having like, bank accounts and businesses and shit, niggas never knew about that type of shit. Mm. So it's like, it gave like hope to the hood, like, oh, you could do it too. You know what I'm saying? Nip first showed me I could do it. And I'm getting a game from him, like, damn, bro, you got a credit card? How the fuck you get that? <laughs> he like, bro, do this, do this, you could get you one too. Like, yeah. And I'm just soaking up game and then we just kept, you know what I'm saying? Right. That type shit. It's like, the way you're describing him, just like walking by himself along with the camera crew and, you know, a lot of different things we heard about Nipsey. Were you frequently worried about him just being so casual and comfortable in his environment and not really worrying about anything crazy happening? Yeah, no, I wasn't worried about that. Like, cause it was like, we on deck. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, in that complex video, you were definitely on deck. That shit sure. was sticking right out of your pocket. Always. They didn't try to censor it or nothing. <laughs> I ain't censor it. It's too real. Like, come on in. Yeah. Don't get shot. Nip had, I'm, I had it there with him too. Right. You, like, you know what I'm saying? You're not about to just get up on us like that. You know what I'm saying? Not if I got action at trying to stop it or, you know what I'm saying? Every time we hanging, we on deck. So it's like, nah, I wasn't worried about him walking through the hood cameras mm -mm. um so what's the craziest shit you've seen in terms of like shit through him that you've seen in your life that you definitely would have never got a chance to witness if you didn't if you weren't part of this fucking roller coaster ride shit shit i got to see cub go from zero to millions right like we had a uh a studio on alvarado with these same little patches we got from uh a guitar center mm. and he just was like fuck it we're gonna make this a studio but they had studios way before that but i'm saying like when i got on with him all that he got this little alvarado studio 
like right in the middle of downtown. I mean, some bullshit, bro. Like every day we come in there, it was thirsty. Yo. Like we had to watch other, like we was so downtown, it was like MS 13s and shit. It wasn't like no gangs like we like beef with or no shit like that. So <laughs> it's a whole different world, right, even though it ain't that far world. from where like, you grew up. It was up, probably right? like a black on Mexican type war down there. We don't know. We we ain't here for that. We here to work. Mm. So he had the studio at this time. That studio is probably four hundred a month. So you know what that looked like. This LA, mm -hmm. four hundred a month, right? <laughs> we in there, thugging it. You know what I'm saying? Like eating regular shit, and then to the point like now where we took it to, we eat what the fuck we want when we want. Like mm. so, I got to really see it go from like zero to a million, and I was like, you know. It was a good game. I mean, when you haven't left your neighborhood or your area, it's like you see the world a different way. And then when you actually like see the world, when you go overseas and shit, all of a sudden things start to feel very different in terms of your perspective on what the world is. And I feel like being part of that whole ride, that's like a big part of it, you know? Like you just grow and change a lot as you see all that shit, right? Yep. My bad, bro. No, it's all good. Keep blowing me up. I'm tired of that. Uh, yeah. My bad, bro. What'd you say? No, just like seeing the world, you know, that kind of like changes you as a person. Like when For you've sure. only seen your block or your neighborhood, you're going to kind of remain a certain type of person. For sure. For sure. Yeah, you'd be like, you don't even know what's out there. So you'd be thinking about going around the corner with the homies on the block and do that type of shit. Man, you don't even know about Turks and Caicos look like this. You don't know just none of that shit. Like, Nigga don't even care about that because they don't even know about it. So right. it was like, man, that was just a, that was a blessing for me too to like be able to get outside the box. Mm. My first trip was like Nip took me with him to New York. Really? This is way back. Like he just had some New York shit up. First time seeing New York is a crazy feeling. Right. And I'm like, damn, I'm in New York. This shit crazy. I ain't never seen it. I'm from the hood. Mm. I don't know what New York looked like. I just see it on TV. So... I got to New York. Well, I remember he was just telling me going to New York. So I was already on my tip. Nigga, I'm about to go book my flight. He like, you don't want to book your shit? Nah. I'm about to book my flight. What time we leave? He like, I'm about to send you all uh, flight info. Booked my flight. He hit me. Where you at? I don't know what happened. I'm running late. But then I got in the airport. We on the plane. He like, nigga, you really made it. <laughs> so it was funny. I'm like, hell yeah. Then we went to um, New York. This one, he was like fucking with like Johnny Shipes now. We went to go hang out like with him and shit. And then, yeah, I got to run around New York. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, your first time seeing that, it just opens right. your mind up. For sure. For sure. Uh, when did Nip stop drinking lean? Well, Nip, he never was like like me with this lean shit. Okay. He just would do it like recreational. Like, Nip was always like a strong-minded person to the point like he'll be like hell yeah i'm drinking with you hoggy then in the morning he don't drink no more right and then two weeks later late night at the club and he in the studio he see hoggy point hey hog give me a cup <laughs> and the next day he don't drink no more so it was never just like he was no lean addict just no didn't really like agree with his personality because he was such a motivated driven person right yeah he'd get that lean and shit and uh he'd be chill like nip just he chill, so he already sleepy head, so he get that drink. <laughs> he ain't doing nothing. Cause right. he are, he'd just be like, 
we'll be in Paramount two months, but he'll get that drink, he going to sleep. Right. But really, if he just want to go to sleep, he just nip, bro. Like, some days we'll be in the studio, no lean, he just don't want to record, just want to sit there and listen to, like, motivational shit. He used to do that type of shit a lot. Really? What kind of motivational shit? It's like all type of shit, like how Donald Trump got all his money. Really? How Warren Buffett took it to the next level. Like, just shit like that. He had just, you know what I'm saying? So he educated himself. He was always, like, very conscious of the fact, and did he verbalize it a lot, that he was really trying to do something that was a lot bigger than just being a rapper? Right. He was always just trying to learn. Like, he was always like, man, what's the next level from where we at? Mm. Just, damn, how did it do woo woo? Oh, uh, Warren Buffett did this. Woo do woo woo. Oh, his dad taught him this. You know what I'm saying? And just soak that game up. Right. And try to apply it, you know, to ways he could. What was the mentality behind, like, the shopping center? Was he really trying to, like, did, did he talk about what his dream was in terms of building up all those businesses and shit? Yeah, his dream, you know, every hood nigga dream, buy the hood up. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he used to just be on that, like, what Rick Ross would be like, man, this nigga Rick Ross. I just call that nigga. He just brought <clears throat> half of the fucking his hood. He got this, that, that. So Nip used to be like, man, we gotta buy this shit up, Hoggy. Mm. We gotta buy all this shit up. And so like, with the shop and all that, Nip was pushing and grinding. But his brother was really like on the shop and like got the tables on Floss and the Crenshaw. Right. Like selling shirts off the table. And then like Nip like the grinder. Mm. Either like the homie, like running the bag up, doing just shit like that. And Black Sam, he getting the money and he he's showing us like the business side of it. Like, yeah, nigga, y'all better stack. Right. Because I just stacked all my money. I didn't spend a dollar. Mm. How much y'all got? Nigga, we got 10000 He like, yeah, I got 300000 What's up? I'm like, all right, nigga, whatever. So you guys like quickly got into that mentality of really like legally hustling as opposed to the shit that you were on when you were younger. Right. It was just like. Oh, it's time to take to the next level. It was always like, level up, level up, level up. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, all right, we right here. Let's take it there. Right. That's what's up. Um, did it ever, like, like nowadays when people talk about Nip and his legacy, that's part of what they say is they either say it was so respectable and so cool that he opened those businesses right in his neighborhood, but then other people will take the position of, like, it was kind of foolish to be trying to start businesses right in the hood like that. Was that ever a conversation? Like, maybe this is very, very dangerous. Maybe this is so dangerous as the kind of shit that I shouldn't even do is just being on the block on a spot, in a spot like this. Well, yeah, we know it was dangerous, but it's like everything we do dangerous. Mm. Walking out the house, dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Getting in your car, that's dangerous. So it's like, fuck it. Might as well do something. And I remember just like, yeah, we did have combos. Like, I'm like, damn, bro, this shit getting big. To the point we gotta expand this shit. Like we gotta hit marrows and shit. Hustle. Mm. Like it's cool. Let's keep this shit on autopilot, but let's also get on and do other shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause it got to a point. Like, I'm like, bro, this shit ain't even safe. Like, it's the hood, so we safe. It's our hood. We feel comfortable here more than any place. Mm. But it still got tricky. Like, enemies coming through, just trying to do little dumbass shit. Yeah. Just like police hating on us, swarming us. I'm like, bro, this shit getting to the point where they just trying to take a nigga down for nothing. We fuck around and catch a case just standing here, no doing nothing. Because at the end of the day, it's like when, you, when you're when you a millionaire 
and you got a spot in the hood, you all of a sudden are a big fucking target when there ain't other millionaires around, sure. you know? But Nibbles on some shit like just trying to show these young niggas like, bro, millionaire out the hood. We still right here in the hood with the millions. You know what I'm saying? And I love that idea, but it's just so sad. He had to like lose his life really trying to like show a young nigga like this the way. Yeah, but when you look at that, <clears throat> is that a risk that you wish that he didn't take? I mean, I love that he like just went out for like what he really believed in. Like he really was trying to like do some other shit, mm. get the blocks going, show young niggas. So it was like, I, I love that he just went out how he did, but hell yeah. I mean, I wish he could have took that shit back. Hell yeah. I wish he was with me that day mm. or anything else. Like, it wasn't his time. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know he did a lot before we got on, but I'm like, hell no, it wasn't his time. Mm. How'd you find out? Man, somebody called my phone and, uh, you know, I don't really answer the phone. Like, mm. if I don't really talk to you every day, I'm not going to answer. So I'm just not even worrying about it because I see like an off-brand number. I don't even know that number. So after that, my phone nonstop ring. I'm like, how the fuck I got 300 missed calls in five minutes? It scared me. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like, what the fuck is this? I didn't even want to call nobody back because I'm like, I ain't never in my life had no 300 missed calls you in two minutes. think your phone got hacked or something. It was right. I'm That's like, what, what the thought. fuck is yeah. this? So now I'm looking, but everybody that's calling me is like, I'm seeing like these people that I really, you know what I'm saying, talk to. And so they like, bro, when I first asked, bro, what's up with Neil? I'm like, he good, what's up? Man, call him, man, I just heard he got shot or some shit. I'm like, huh? All right, let me call him. You know what I'm saying? So I call him, no answer. I'm just like, damn. Fuck, did Nip get shot? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this can't. I mean, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck going on. So I'm calling him, calling him, nobody answering. And so I'm like, uh, I'm just chilling. So I'm like, man, who can I call? I don't even care that I wanna, I don't even wanna talk to nobody right now. Y'all talking this type of shit. I need to call somebody I really love and got love for. Like, so I'm thinking, I'm like, man, let me call Kabi. So I get on the phone, call Kabi. He like, um, bro, what up? I'm like, man, what the fuck is niggas talking about? He like, bro, I'm leaving. I'm on my way over there right now. I don't know what the fuck niggas talking about. I'm like, bro, these niggas talking about Nip shot up and shit. They're like, man, I heard the same shit, but he good. I'm like, all right, well, cool. Get up there. Go see what's up. Because at the time, I'm out of town. Hmm. I just talked to him like the night before. And when you hear about somebody getting shot, that's all you want is somebody to be like, he's going to be all right. Come on, man. That's you know? all I wanted to hear. Like, But I'm thinking to myself, this Nip, of course he's going to be all right. Like, I damn near look at Nip like a god. Like, you damn near can't even touch Nip. So, like, me being gone, I'm damn near feel like he's safe. Like, Nip, you already got this shit figured out. You know what I'm saying? Niggas like us still got to watch it. You know what I'm saying? You don't think Nip, after taking it through, like, you know how much shit we went through, bro, to go... All that shit to end our shit like this, mm. like some weird shit. So it was just like, yeah. What'd you do? You you rush there? Yeah, well, I'm out of town. I was oh, like right, in right. Dallas somewhere. So when I get the call, they just like nip shot. I ain't even handle my business that I had to handle out there. 
But it was to the point like, man, fuck this shit. Let me get back. So on the on the mixing me getting back, getting on the plane and shit. They talking about Nip thing got hit like this, and they saying it's ugly and all. I'm like, bro, y'all tripping. I'm on my way. As I'm getting here, I'm hearing shit like, what? This shit, y'all niggas tripping. Y'all, man. Because it was like a couple hours maybe that people didn't know that he passed. Right, right, or whatever. And then I get on the plane, so I'm flying. I ain't really paying attention to, like, what's going on. By the time I get here, you know, everybody crying and shit and just, like, telling me what's going on. So I'm like, damn, you know what I mean? Mm. So... Man, like once you figured it out though, like how did you, there, there's this one like clip of you that's on YouTube and it says that it's like right after you pass and it's just you, it says like violently driving through Los Angeles, but it's just you just sort of just blasting around LA and just, it just seems like you almost don't even know what the fuck to say or how to feel in that moment. Probably so, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Right. Probably was, speed, I don't know. You just like, in that moment, like where does your energy go like right. how do you deal with these emotions right it was just like it got thirsty i'm already like man, that was a thirsty moment because i'm like let's take it there mm. i'm just like let's go whatever the fuck whatever happened i'm like this nigga nip dead nigga i'm ready to go out too like this nip we talking about this ain't just like any homie like bro you about to die about this shit See what I'm saying, man? When I'm starting to, like, hear stories and shit, I'm just like, man, this shit's so crazy, bro. Yeah, did it take you a little while to figure out what happened? Yeah, it just was like, it was just weird. I'm just like, what? Huh? Man, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? And how the fuck? How the fuck this nigga even get close to them? Like, like, right. I, I was just so lost. Like, cuz, hog, oh, what the fuck? Where are you at? Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm on my one, too, trying to handle my business as a man get to my own bag. You know what I'm saying? So I'm on my shit. I'm gone. I ain't even in L.A. when that shit happened. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Was was it the kind of situation that you could have possibly seen coming in terms of the, the there being tension? Because, you know, when it's known in a neighborhood that somebody snitched or whatever, there's a conversation that's going around. So is, is this something that you could have in any way predicted have ever been, been a conflict or is it just it was totally out of left field? Because the main thing that always stood out to me is that this is just like a regular ass dude who realistically probably shouldn't even isn't even on the level of even talking to Nip like that. Right. I mean, well, it's like. We all know the dude, the dude, like he grew up with everybody like we know him from way back. So right. It wasn't a mystery like. He used to handle his business, do his little shit, you know what I'm saying, here and there, so everybody knew about him. But then, like, some shit came up one time, and they like, man, we think he's snitching or some shit. It was just like, huh? Everybody in jail and shit, and he wasn't, and it was just got to the point where, you know, people just started saying, like, man, the nigga went bad, you know what I'm saying? But, like, nobody, he disappeared, so it was like nobody really seen him. Mm. And then he started, like, popping back up. You know what I'm saying? And it's like people knew him from the neighborhood, so I don't know if when a snitch jacket, some people just, like, we still know you, or I don't know how it went, but he started popping back up and shit like that. And, yeah, this type of shit happened. Right. That's crazy. Yeah, because, like, it, it feels like there's been 
sort of like a conversation about that that's happened recently in terms of like, you know, I mean, let's just be straight up. It was about that phone call that got leaked to Wack, where Wack was basically saying that this is just how these things play out. And it was, what was that? You don't know Wack. What? what was that? Not a fan, I'm guessing. A fan? <laughs> well, you did have some some words to say on Twitter about people in general who were speaking on the situation in a way you thought was disrespectful, right? Oh, yeah. Niggas just like, y'all niggas clowns. Like, what the fuck is y'all doing? Right. Like, for one, if you know Hustle... You know, he don't do disrespectful shit. So it's like, y'all niggas being disrespectful. Oh, the, the nigga whack. Mm. The clown nigga. Oh, okay. He from the valley somewhere. That nigga not from LA. Y'all nigga, what? So I'm like, when I seen it, like, bro, first of all, you talking about a real one? Who are you? Niggas don't even. Tch, you from the valley. And for one, why you talking about crip business? Ain't you a blood? Go talk about some blood shit, nigga. This ain't the Valley, nigga. This L.A. Like, man, you out of pocket. He had some other things to say on the podcast, too, where he was basically, he was commenting about there being, like, a lot of fake love, like radio stations playing Nipsey now that never played him before. He said some shit about how Nip had never been on a world tour, which I believe was uh, disproven like, later it's on. It's like, what you talking for, nigga? Shut your bitch ass up. Like, why are you talking about Nip? Hey, my thing is this, like, you didn't tell Nip this shit when he was here. You a bitch. On six, so you had all day to tell Nip how you felt. You wait till this nigga die to tell him how you feel. You's a hoe. Period. Mm. We don't move like that. If Nip had a problem with Kev, he gonna tell him. He ain't gonna wait till nigga die like, oh whack. And that's why it's like y'all niggas bitches because Nip don't do that shit. If whack would have died or some shit like that, he would have had nothing to say. Like, man, God bless the nigga on hood. Y'all niggas talking and making conversations about hustle. All right. Right. Cool. Do you, uh, the same, like, related all to that podcast was kind of the issue. People thinking it was offensive that Blueface didn't post saying RIP Nip. And then Wack kind of explained on the podcast that there was tension between different hoods in LA and that from Blueface's perspective, it wasn't really going to be looked at like he should say that. I mean, it wasn't like, ain't nobody mad at Blueface for, like, not putting homie up because it's like, we are like rival gang, like they hood down there, our hood down there, they don't get along. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So nigga ain't mad for him for not like acknowledging it, but it's like, I just think if he would have died and Nip was here, he would have said, damn, rest in peace, blue face or something. So mm. it's like, pay some crip respect. You know what I'm saying? It's a legend. It's a LA, nigga, you bang LA, right? Mm. So even though a nigga did, like, you got blood, niggas, bro. It's blood beef. You got blood saying, R.I.P. Nip. So how another crip came? You know what I'm saying? Right. So it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because it's not like I don't feel like that many people were that interested in it, but the people who were interested in it were really trying to figure that shit out. But yeah, I mean, from that perspective, it's like it feels like when a rap legend, like as a hip hop fan, you should to a certain extent be able to put the politics aside right, right, and right. say, all right, rest in peace to a legend in right. hip hop, regardless right. of any kind of street shit, right? Some niggas might worry about the politics of their homie. Oh, you just told Nip R.I.P. You know what I'm saying? Some nigga might get pressed for that, like not being a man about it. Like, yeah, nigga, nigga, legend. I'll fuck with Cup. Hmm. Some niggas care about that. You know, it's still hood politics in this shit. So right. ain't no telling how it went. You know what I'm saying? I can't say he wrong for not putting up no shit. You know what I mean? Hmm. But, when uh, when BG Knockout said that Eric Holder was originally signed to Nipsey, was that was there no truth to that? BG Knockout, 
Oh. <laughs> Who's that? Not a fan of him either. I don't know. Oh, I mean, yeah. is he from Ireland? Where are you from? I don't know. I don't know BG Nardone. Okay. No, Eric was not signed to us. No truth to that. No. Okay. No such thing. Okay. Has there been a lot of, like, do you read a lot of shit in terms of, like, how all the news came out that just strikes you as, like, damn, motherfuckers are really talking about shit that they don't know about, like, all kinds of weird, untrue yeah, shit coming really, out? like, getting in tall, like, just mm. I'll be on some, like, man, just do what you do. You run into niggas, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Mm. I'm not about to go back and forth and, oh, what y'all say? Hell no, nah, man. We don't do that. You know mm. what I'm saying? That ain't our cloth. We don't, like, hell no. Nah, we don't even talk, bro. Like, what the fuck you niggas talking for? Like, girls. Mm. That's what girls do. We don't do that shit. We just chill. If we see you, we handle our business. Has it been, overall, though, has it been, like, a very positive thing for you to see the extent to which Nip has been memorializing everything. Cause there's a certain extent to when somebody's alive that you don't really know how legendary they are. Right. And then they pass and then all of a sudden you realize like, wow, this is this was bigger than we ever really knew. For sure, like it's like it's crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Obama wrote this nigga letters and shit. Like it was a movie, but I'm like, it was just so fucked up that this had to be the reason. Mm. Like, I wish this nigga was here to see all these Grammy nominations and all that shit. It's fucked up. He worked so hard to get it to that level, to go out, like, when this shit... Like, it was just about to go crazy for mm. him, for sure, because he took the long route. He didn't go, let me go sign to an artist real quick. No, he wasn't doing that. So when all these artists want to jump in and sign him, he like, no. So it took him a little longer. It's going to take you longer when you do that route. Mm. He took his time, did it, and then he's, yeah, he was just about to take it. Man, Nip was on some shit, bro. He was on some shit right now. Mm. So it's crazy he ain't even get to see this shit, like, you know what I'm saying, do what it really was supposed to do. Yeah, that's facts. Um, Did you feel some type of way, well, you did feel some type of way about the game situation? Has that been squared away, or you still feel some type of way about game using, uh, what was the name? Prolific? Oh, yeah, just like, game you cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? But you a clown too. So for one, nigga, prolific. They start, oh, everybody pro name and who own this name. Man, shut the fuck up. Y'all, first off, y'all know who got this shit cracking. So prolific anything, bro, what the fuck? That's like us trying to say documentary records or some crazy weirdo shit like that. And like, no, we not going to do that. But like. I remember Nip, he respected the game for like taking him on his like first tour. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So Nip had respect for that. And it's like, all right, that's cool and all game, but all this clout, man, you posting a homie every day, bro. Don't you got dead homies? Go post them. Like, you posting a homie? I don't even wanna see this every day. Like, I'm already dealing with enough. Like, bro, you ain't even a homie like that. What is you doing? Really? And then it's like, for this to be your manager and all this crazy shit, bro, you condoning it? You was a weirdo, nigga. Period. What the fuck is you? Bro, that's like Hoggy doing some shit. If I'm doing some shit, Nip condoning it. Because mm. I'm not going to do nothing that Nip tell me not to do. If Nip say, Hoggy, leave that alone. I'm done. Mm. So it's like, if y'all niggas connected like that, how is this nigga doing this clown shit and you approving it? Or you ain't got no say so? Mm. It is what it is. Yeah. 
Well, man, I mean, the pro- I guess this won't get into the last uh, issue of somebody saying something disrespectful, though. Uh, how'd you feel about that Kodak thing early on? Uh, it's like Kodak, nah. These niggas, young niggas, bro, they ain't probably even mean in no disrespectful way. These niggas just be talking high. I don't even be listening, because my thing is this. Like, I'm so connected with Nip. Like, if I would have asked because about it, he would have been like, I don't worry about that clown ass shit, hard. So that's what I'm on now. I already know what he would say. Mm. Like, bro, I don't even feed into that shit. Right. If you feel some tail, handle your business when you see it and it don't. That shit. Especially it's just relating back to his girl seemed particularly egregious. Like, how you gonna yeah, at all is, bring her I mean, into it? I mean, disrespect, but y'all know what's up. I mean, y'all can't talk to Lauren. I'm tripping behind Lauren. Right. Like, nigga, what? Forever. Nip, no, she good for life. You still talk to her? Every day. Just talk to her. Is that, I mean, I can't even imagine, like, right. everybody, all his homies is one thing, because let's be real, like, if you kind of grew up in that lifestyle, you probably lost a lot of people, and also, it's just, it's just different when you're, like, his his woman, you know, that's, right, right. I can't even imagine her yeah, perspective. crazy, bro, I be just, sometimes I don't even like to see her, because every time I see her, I see her hustle, you see what I'm saying, so every time I go to their house, see the baby and shit, I think of hustle, so it be making me emotional, I be like, damn, sis, much as I be wanting to see you every day, I damn near can't. All I think about is like all the fun times we had and right. shit. You know what I'm saying? It's so crazy too, just because they were just sort of starting to do a lot of the like the GQ video and all yeah, of them. Was taking it there. You know, of like really putting their relationship on Front Street and like letting that be like that was motivational to a lot of people to just see two people who are that far sure. ahead in life just putting their their love affair out there. You know, for sure, for sure. Yeah, they was taking it to another level. How long did it fuck you up in the head so bad you couldn't even like record music and shit? Shit, I'm still fucked up in the head. And mm. that ain't over. That shit ain't gonna never be over. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how? That's my everyday homie. Mm. Every day, like, you know what I'm saying? You got everyday homie? Yeah. How long you been with him every day? Shit, actually, no, I don't know none of these motherfuckers like that. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This one of them, like, from 13 to now, and then I lose that. Like, yeah. Like in this world, you don't even find, you don't really find people that you even could fuck with every day. Like that's so hard to find. Mm. Like, cause people not gonna really be on your speed or what you want. So it's like you cool, but not every day, all day. I was at this nigga every day, sleep, studio, back to the house, shower, back on our mission mm. every day. See what I'm saying? Unless it's like some business we gotta handle. Other than that, we together. A lot of people like aren't good at being a good soldier like fucking seeing the operation at hand and knowing how to support that because when, sure. when you got somebody like nipsey it's like his ideas were so big and his motivation was so big that it's kind of like he's not going to be able to have somebody around him unless they're helping him to fulfill this shit and make sure. all this shit happen. Too much going on mm. and he already knew hoggy like see i'm just an all-around person like we get in a fight i'm there to fight it's a business shit jay calling and need this shit i'm on that too so it was like it was like we was just all around homies. Same with Nip. I might need him on some regular shit. Hey Nip, the car broke down. Here I'll come out to pull up. On to whatever it is. You see what I'm saying? So it was just like, oh, we homies like that. My mama love cub. I love cub mama. Granny, all that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like LA has changed primarily from it? Like you still feel it? Hell yeah. Uh, it was awesome. undeniable. Yeah. At first, what? but now I still feel like you you feel it in the air. You still hear people talk nip, about it, bro. This shit, 
Fire Lake. Man, the kids fucked up. They don't really even know. They fucked up. So I'm like, I feel y'all. Hell yeah, we lost Nip. That nigga was just, he wasn't really like, he was really giving L.A. some shit. He wasn't taking away from it. You know what I mean? So it's like, we lost a real L.A. motherfucker. When somebody dies who just, their only contribution to the culture seems so positive and right. so, you know, it just feels so wrong for him to be taken from the world. Right, right. Yeah, that shit crazy. So, uh, yeah, how have you, like, managed to, to continue to do shit and stuff? At this point, you've done songs and videos and shit like that. Like, what did it take for you to even be able to put yourself out like that, like that again? Well, it was on some shit like sitting back sad and shit ready to just end it and just go all the way out wherever we need to go. But it was on some shit like, damn, Nip, tell me what to do real quick, bro, before I just like do the wrong move that you don't even want me to do. Mm. So I'm kind of like just trying to vibe with bro, like what the fuck would he told me right now in this situation? And it was more like, Go up, nigga. Get these millions, nigga. Take care of everything you need to take care of and handle your business. Do whatever you got to do, but make sure you're still good. So it was like, that just gave me the motivation. Like, all right, Hawk, it's time to take it to a whole nother level. Been in the studio every day. Been recording like two songs a day mm. for the last, I don't know, uh, going up, shooting videos. Got the merch coming. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to drop my album top of the year, 2020. That's what's up. Single about to come out. You know what I'm saying? I've been with Lil Baby Thug, Gunna. Yeah, I seen you with uh, Baby and Gunna in the hood, huh? Showing too much love. Like, Where was that at? You doing a video? Was that a video? Which one? The I just seen a shot of you like posted up like near some buildings with Gunna and Baby. Right. We was in the hood. I don't know. We might have been in the studio in the hood somewhere. Oh, okay. We was out here somewhere. But... Did you, did you know them before Nip passed, or is that kind of like a new connection? No, that shit old. Like, okay. I, I knew Baby before they blew up, Gunna, Thug, all that. Like, we been tapped in the streets, so it's just like when this shit happened, it, it was just more. So, like, they didn't like, fuck, look what just happened to Hoggy. Like, we got to, like, tap in with Cousin, make sure he's straight. Mm. Young Thug, I say Baby, Gunna, YG, them niggas been holding it down. Like, hard, oh, whatever you need, call me. Versus, feature, whatever, studio, call me. So them niggas been, you know what I'm saying? James Hardman keeping it. Oh, word. 1,000 also. No, that's what's up. What was your uh, relationship with Greedo? Greedo? Did you know Greedo? Like, were you were you close with him at all? Not close. Oh, like, okay. I knew him, like, he from, like, um, Grave Street. Right, yeah. Watts. So, like, one of our homies from Grave Street, that's, like, his little homie. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, niggas be looking up to Nip, tapping in with Nip. So they'd be, BH, what you on, man? Let's do some music and tap in. Never really got to do nothing, but it was cool. Him and Nip never really, did they meet or did they work together I'm at sure all? sure they met. Yeah, they had to meet. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, for sure. I don't know if they did no records. They yeah. might have got some shit in. We would probably know if they did. Right. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah, what, what, in terms of new shit, you just focus on this album? Like, you got anything else that you've been uh, trying to focus on at this point? Yep, I just been focused on, like, uh, you know, the album and shit. Like, if I'm going to take any deals, what the fuck? I'm kind of like, nah, we got to do it the hustle way. Mm. Just wait it out, get our own money, 
put our own album out unless the right deal come along. Jay, somebody say, hey, Hoggy, hey, man. <laughs> come on, we got some. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right, let's go. Are they planning like a, a Nip album like of his unreleased shit? Shit. Probably so. I don't really be into that. Like, I mean, they always do it, but I haven't I really heard like, about it. I don't, I don't know what the hell they doing. You know what I'm saying? I got him on my album, some shit I never released. A video, we shot the video also. I'm going to release all that shit when the album come out, just so y'all could really see what we was on. For sure. You know what I'm saying? We've talked a bit about people doing weird shit in his passing and, like, you know, maybe being kind of extra corny with how they go about paying tribute to him. But, like, from your perspective, how do you want to see him remembered? Like, what is the right way for people to pay like, their respects? When I hit niggas up, like, bro, what the fuck is y'all doing? Like, like they putting up pictures. And that, bro, that ain't showing the homie you love him, nigga. Oh, put a post every week and all that. Bro, so that's love? You see what I'm saying? Is that mm. how you show love, putting a post every week? Just so happens to be the way that that's gonna get love, everybody like, to see your it. Your wife or whoever you got, you put a poster every week that show your love. Mm. No, pulling up on that son, sends that nigga straight clothes, private school. Lauren mm. is you straight, Hollywood nigga. That's showing love to Nip. You know what I'm saying? Man, on no fucking poster. What is that doing? Mm. That's like getting you publicity, nigga. That ain't helping Nip. You putting a picture up? Oh my man. Yeah. It's like a way of showing respect, but it just so happens to be the way that also like lets you flex for the gram. Right, it's like, like it's, bro, it's yeah. the easiest way. It takes you two seconds to put up a photo. It don't cost no money or whatever. Right. But that's why it's not really so meaningful, right? That shit ain't. That ain't how we show love. Mm. Instagram and shit. That ain't hustle. Not doing that. So I'm like, y'all niggas clowns. Right. Go pull up on Lauren. See if she need a new purse. Something. Rent money, something, nigga. Y'all talking about an Instagram post? That ain't it. Mm. Maybe I'm tripping. I don't know. I show love different. Yeah. I hear you. Well, shit, man. Appreciate you coming in. Dope conversation. And uh, it was an honor, to be honest. Had Jay Stone in here. Had you on. We're getting a whole lot of good perspectives on this fucking crazy-ass time period. I appreciate you for having us, man. Yeah, man. BH. Instagram's on the screen. Everybody at home, go fuck with my dude. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, RIP Nib. Like, comment, subscribe. No Jumper Cushion stores. Appreciate y'all.